Good evening, and welcome back to another episode of the Sleepy Knots podcast. I'm Erin, I'm your host and author of today's sleep story. Today, we are going to hear a story called Brian Cranston Hosts a Cakewalk at His Old High School. Again, if you have any sleep story suggestions or anything you want me to read or never read again or any celebrity you'd like me to write about or non-celebrity or your dog or, or whatever, you can email me at thesleepingoutspodcast at gmail.com. Now what I want you to do is find a quiet space, clear your mind, and get ready to lose yourself in a silly sleep story. When Brian Cranston gets the email that he's been invited to host the annual bake sale and cakewalk at his old high school, he checks his calendar and sees that he is free that Saturday morning. He spends several minutes trying to think of reasons why he could say no, but he can't really come up with anything. He wanders into his kitchen where he sees his wife making a grocery list of all the things that they need. Is there anything you want me to get from the store? I'm going in a little while, she says. Three boxes of fruit by the foot and some more vegan cheese, he says. She nods and writes the items down. I just got an email from the coordinator for special events at my old high school, Chernobyl Memorial High School, and they want me to be a guest host at a bake sale fundraiser. Are you going to do it, she asks. I don't really want to. Do you think I should? It wouldn't hurt. People love you in your hometown and it might be a nice thing to do for the community. I built a children's hospital for them with my own money. That was a nice thing for me to do for the community. Do I really have to go and host a cakewalk? He rolls his eyes, but he knows that she's right. She usually is. Last year when he was powering through an entire bag of flaming hot Cheetos and she warned him not to touch anything delicate on his body until he'd washed his hands, he didn't listen. And by the time he had to pee, he'd forgotten her warning. And when he went to the bathroom, his painful screams echoed through their hallways. She had been right. She had been right when she warned him not to use his favorite foot scratching fork to try and dig the sliver from his hand. But he had ignored her then, too, and he got a weird infection in his hand. Two weeks later, he arrives at the front steps of his old high school in an Uber with a hangover and a half a bag of flaming Cheetos to get him through the day. The whole night before, he had spent drinking alone in his hotel room and watching old episodes of Murder, She Wrote on Netflix. He took a drink every time Jessica Fletcher gasped and was feeling it today. He follows the signs into the gym and finds the woman who's running the fundraiser. Her name is Cindy Sherman, and when he walks in with his sunglasses on and a hat pulled down to keep him shielded from the fluorescent, flickering lights of the gym, she spots him and lets out a shrill shriek of excitement. Brian Cranston wants to punch her in the throat to make her stop making that god-awful noise. But instead, he smiles and takes off his glasses. Brian Cranston doesn't punch women. Usually. Hi, Brian. Thanks for coming. All you have to do is stand up on the stage and call out the winning raffle ticket numbers, okay? Brian Cranston grunts in agreement and heads for the stage. Before he goes on, he peels off his glasses and hat, chokes back some vomit that is threatening to break loose from his stomach, and puts on a happy face. He's an actor, after all, and he can make it through this. As soon as Cindy introduces him, he hears people shouting, Mr. White and Science, bitch! And of course, 
I'm the one who knocks. He loves his fans and he loves their passion for Breaking Bad, but right now this is the last place in the world that he wants to be. He smiles and waves and takes the microphone. Thank you so much. It's so nice to be here. I'm glad I can come back to Chernobyl Memorial High and help raise some money for the... He realizes he has no idea what they're raising money for. He didn't read the whole email. He looks to Cindy and she mouths, new helmets for the school falcons. New, new helmets for the school falcons? That, that can't be right. When I went to school here, we didn't have falcons. The school mascot is a potato still, isn't it? Petey the potato... Is a Falcon Club even a thing? What is that? Cindy is waving at him furiously to move along and start reading the numbers, but he's stuck on it. What a stupid fucking thing to have a fundraiser for. He could see if the school needed new books or a tablet or, you know, anything, but not tiny little helmets for birds. He shakes his head in disgust and moves on. Okay, so who has ticket number 317874? He asks. Science, bitch! Someone shouts, and Brian Cranston takes a deep breath. He smiles and reads the number again, 317874. But no one raises their hand or indicates that they have the winning ticket. Los boyos hermanos! Another voice rings out in a bad Mexican accent. Okay, okay, I'm glad we have some Breaking Bad superfans here today, but you know, I have done a lot in my career, not just Breaking Bad. Malcolm in the middle, someone else shouts, and the whole place erupts into laughter. Now, Brian Cranston is really starting to lose his temper. Moving on, he says in his booming baritone. The next winner is ticket number 874512. 874512. Who has the ticket? He hears a shriek from the back of the gym and waits for the winner to make their way to the front of the stage to retrieve their pastry prize. A petite woman comes running forward with the winning ticket clasped tightly in her hand. She's squealing with excitement, though Brian Cranston can't really see why. Behind him is the prize table, and it's just covered in homemade pastries, but they look like they were made by, like, toddler monkeys with dyslexia? They don't look appetizing, they don't look presentable, they look kind of like slop. Oh my god, I never win anything! Thank you so much! Heisenberg! She shouts at him. The tone of her voice is enough to make glass shatter. And that's when something in a hungover Brian Cranston snaps. The rage seeps into his eyes and all he sees is red. Before he has time to stop himself, both his hands are extended and he's running at the smallish woman whilst letting loose a war cry that would make William Wallace proud. I was also in Power Rangers, he shouts as he slams into her. His hands clamp tightly on her shoulders and he launches her into the table of homemade sugar monstrosities. It takes a moment for the crowd to realize what has happened and Brian Cranston takes a few steps back. He feels like Godzilla all of a sudden as he looms over the raffle winner who's covered in muck. Coincidentally, no one in the gym realizes he was in Godzilla either because even though Brian Cranston has been a working actor since 1968, the only role people seem to remember is Walter White. It hits him in that moment that he has come full circle. Just as Walter White had, he showed up to this event with the best of intentions and then somehow turned into the bad guy. He clamps his hands over his face in shame and runs from the stage. 
He's at a loss for how to remedy the situation. His head is swirling, his stomach churning, the Cheetos have turned on him. When news of this hits the tabloid, he will be ruined. Brian Cranston hits tiny Midwest mother and winner of pie. No, he can't have that. His wife will kill him. Instead, he puts his hands at his sides. He shakes his arms and clears his face. La 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 la. He does all of his warm-up exercises for when he's about to go on stage. Then he runs out where people have joined the woman and are trying to clear the cream and pie crust from her hair and face and help her up and stop her from crying. The entire gym erupts into a murmur as he takes the stage. And that was my best Walter White for all you wonderful people here today. Thank you for enjoying my performance. Let's give a big round of applause to this wonderful woman here for helping to create this special moment in time. He gestures to the confused winner as she stands and brushes berry compote from her pants. The entire gym erupts into applause and he takes a bow. Boom, crisis avoided. Walter White wins again. If that's all the world knows him for, then he's gonna take advantage of it. He takes a bow and sprints from the stage. He heads out the front doors of the gym and heads to the street corner and orders an Uber on his phone. He takes a selfie in front of the high school sign and tweets, nothing like coming home to remind you of what really matters, hashtag blessed. And as soon as his ride pulls up, he turns and gives the finger to the building and heads back to his hotel. He's going to change his email and fly home to have some fries smothered in vegan cheese followed by 15 fruit by the foots back to back. And that's it for today. That's my silly story. Join us again next week for another one. Lately, my theme has been food. We'll see if we can break away from that. Um, it's just, there's been a lot of snacking in my house this week. So <laughs> I hope everyone is doing okay. I know it's a difficult time and, and I want to put these stories out there to kind of help everyone forget, even if it's only for seven, eight minutes, about everything going on and take a chance to lose yourself in something a little funny, a little silly, and totally ridiculous. So until next week, sleep well. <laughs>